What is up? Welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am super excited that you're listening today. Getting hit with late fees? Can't quite trust your financial reports? Maybe you're making one of five common bookkeeping mistakes. Today, I review my observations after years in the business and go over how to avoid these mistakes. Bookkeeping is often a thankless job. It's sort of like being the neighborhood HOA president. There are a lot of seemingly easy tasks to be done, but when you add them all up, it's an enormous job with lots of moving parts. You never know when something simple is going to trip you up and cause havoc, like hiring a landscaping company to spray for algae on the pond next to the walking path, only to have fish and turtles suddenly start dying off. And yes, this happened in our neighborhood earlier this summer. Anyway, you and every other smart business owner I know want to one, stay compliant with your taxes and other obligations, and two, trust that the decisions you make are based on reliable financial reports. Unfortunately, I see a number of common bookkeeping mistakes often. Nearly every bookkeeping rescue job I'm hired for is a result of the five mistakes I'm reviewing today. Sometimes a rescue job will have just one of these mistakes, or sometimes it will have a combination of all five mistakes. Any of these mistakes can result in a lack of confidence in the financial reports. You might have them, they might be current, but it's hard to know how much they can fully be trusted. Or, a lot of the time, tax extensions are heavily relied on and just part of how business is done. And it's not unheard of to struggle with cash flow problems without understanding why. Now, you might be thinking, Abby, my bookkeeping problems can wait until later. I've got the time. Or maybe you feel like you have bigger fires to put out. Let me warn you right now, small bookkeeping mistakes can compound over time and turn into big business fires later. Not literal fires, but you know what I mean. Bookkeeping shouldn't be overlooked just because it's part of the administration minutia. It's the cornerstone of your business finances and mastering it can only lead to bigger profits. So let's get into it. I have five common bookkeeping mistakes that I'm going to go over with you right now. The first common bookkeeping mistake is bad organization. Organization is absolutely critical for your finances. From your systems, processes, even people, these all need to be well organized. Because there are so many moving parts in your bookkeeping system, it's important to think of it and treat it like a complex machine. I used to work on airplanes, and let me tell you, those are definitely complex machines. They must be lightweight enough to fly, yet strong enough to withstand takeoff and landing. They must have environmental systems so that the air is breathable at altitude. They must have heating and cooling so it's comfortable enough at 100 degrees Fahrenheit on the ground and minus 40 in the air. There's control systems so the plane moves when the pilots tell it to, and there are lots of little moving parts so that it actually turns or goes up and down when it's supposed to. And I can go on and on. Without extreme organization in the design of an airplane, it wouldn't get off the ground. Your bookkeeping is 
kind of like your airplane. You can't complete your missions if it doesn't fly. In other words, you won't make it far in business if your books are a mess. So here are some simple things that you can do to help stay organized. Always keep your business and personal expenses separate and then keep supporting documents and safely file them for everything that happens in your business. Receipts, bills, statements, deposit slips, you name it. Then always keep a cash box and cash receipts for petty cash. This is easily the thing that business owners lose track of most often. Make sure to track due dates for bills to pay keep some kind of schedule so you know you're always on time. And likewise, always track outstanding sales invoices. So keep those unpaid sales invoices on top and keep track of them as payments come in from your customers. And then lastly, manage the scope of your bookkeeping project. A lot of time business owners and entrepreneurs don't plan enough time for their bookkeeping project and they don't plan to work on it often enough either. So that is mistake number one, bad organization. Mistake number two is getting behind on the bookkeeping. Now, when I get a rescue job, 90% of the time, the books are way behind. The urge to procrastinate is really strong. Like I said, bookkeeping is often a thankless job and it's especially not fun if numbers are not your jam. I get it. But once you get behind, it takes an enormous effort to get caught back up. It's easier to stay on top of it regularly than to let it pile up. It's kind of like doing your laundry. If you wait until all your clothes are dirty, you'll be washing clothes all day long or all weekend long. Versus if you do small loads of laundry periodically, doing the laundry isn't nearly that terrible, right? When you keep your books up to date, data entry is much more precise. As transactions are being entered onto the books, it's easier to remember exactly what those transactions are for. So if you're a year behind on your books, it's awfully hard to remember those things that happened a year ago. Also, your vendors will be paid more timely. You'll avoid late fees or maybe any potential interest. And the same is true for getting paid. You'll get paid more often on time. You'll avoid the potential of bounce checks and disputed payments. And then you'll be able to catch problems early. If you keep your bookkeeping up to date and review your financials on a regular basis, you'll be able to see if you're spending way too much in certain areas and you'll be able to make changes to address those problems. Then you'll also be able to make really great decisions on up-to-date info. If you have a current income statement or profit and loss statement, as some people like to call it, you'll be able to make relevant purchase decisions on that information. You'll know if you'll be able to afford a big purchase or not. And then lastly, you'll be able to stay ahead of tax obligations. Getting behind on your bookkeeping will most likely cause you to file a tax extension when it's tax time. So that's mistake number two, getting behind on your bookkeeping. Mistake number three is math errors. Now, I'm sure I don't need to really go into all of the problems that math errors can cause. Customers won't pay you enough. You'll pay too much on your bills. You'll pay too much on your taxes. Let your imagination run wild. The thing is, math errors are inevitable. They can and they will happen, 
but it's possible to fight them off with good controls in your process. For this mistake, you want to make sure to always keep supporting documents to verify your data entry. When the numbers just don't seem to add up, it's always a good idea to go back to the source document, meaning the receipt, the bill, what have you, and check the numbers. I don't know how many times I've seen numbers transposed or backwards or an extra number accidentally got added in there. You know, I have fat fingers and I mistype things sometimes too. And we're all human, so this happens a lot. The next thing to do to prevent math errors or at least to fix them, is to always reconcile your accounts. And reconciliation is a fancy way to say balance your accounts. So what you'll be doing is checking your records against the bank records. If everything lines up and matches up, then you know you're good to go and you don't have any math errors. You'll also want to keep any backup files for any trackers you might have. If you're like me, you probably have lots of spreadsheets in your business and Probably a half dozen of them are for different kinds of financial metrics. So I keep a spreadsheet for my budget. I keep a spreadsheet for my cash flow forecast. And I have a recurring cost tracker. Those are just a few off the top of my head. So I like to keep backup files of these just in case I accidentally break a formula. I can always go back to, to my backup document and see if maybe I accidentally deleted a formula or wrote over it when I, when I shouldn't have. The next thing that you can do, especially if you are bookkeeping on a spreadsheet, is to use specialized accounting software like QuickBooks Online or Zero Accounting. These accounting softwares have internal controls to help prevent math errors. They want to make sure you don't add when you're supposed to subtract and vice versa. They also have really nice audit trails. So in case something does happen, you can go back in time and pinpoint exactly who and when the thing occurred. Most of the times I use the audit trail to see when and if something was deleted when it shouldn't have. And then the last thing to do to help prevent or fix math errors is to get a second set of eyes on your bookkeeping. I'm a professional bookkeeper, right? So for my clients, I have a team member that does all the frontline bookkeeping. Once she's done, I do a quality review. So she's got her eyes on it and then I have my eyes on it. And then I always meet with each of my clients once a month. So that's even a third set of eyes going over the numbers, making sure everything makes sense. So mistake number three is math errors. Mistake four is a lack of accounting knowledge. So let's go back to our airplane example. Who would you rather fly the airplane you're traveling on? Your relative that's great at video games or an experienced airline pilot? <laughs> I know this is an extreme example, but it happens often with bookkeeping. Business owners and entrepreneurs hand over the keys to their bookkeeping to their sister-in-law who was good at math in high school. Now, I've seen some really interesting things come across my desk from untrained bookkeepers. Chart of accounts that print out onto dozens of pages, mixed up debits and credits, incorrect coding of assets or liabilities, duplicate entries all over the place, journal entry abuse, and the list goes on. The things you need to look for in a skilled bookkeeper are, one, your bookkeeper has to know how to code or classify data entry. They need to understand the difference between operating activities, 
financing activities, and investing activities. They need to understand the difference between assets, liabilities, and equity. They need to understand the difference between direct and indirect costs. And they have to be pretty good at determining different types of operating activities as far as coding expenses goes. A good bookkeeper is also going to be familiar with GAAP principles. GAAP is G-A-A-P and it stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles. This is something that standardizes the way accounting is performed by providing a clear set of definitions, assumptions, and methods. If you're interested in learning more about GAAP, I recorded an episode about this on episode 29 and I will link up to that in the show notes and you can find that at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash zero three nine. Your bookkeeper should also be familiar with what basis of accounting you're using. There are two different types of bases of accounting. There's the cash basis and there's the accrual basis. And this tells you when revenue should be recognized and it tells you when expenses should be recognized. So this really has to do with the timing of when things get coded in your bookkeeping. Your bookkeeper should also be familiar with relevant tax filings and schedules. There are different things and different requirements for different business entities. So having someone that is familiar with the big general tax obligations that you have is going to help you tremendously. And then last your bookkeeper should be able to advise on your financial performance. They have an eye and a skill and an affinity towards numbers and then you're likely going to see something that you don't necessarily see and a good bookkeeper is going to speak up and point those things out to you. Mistake number four is a lack of accounting knowledge. Mistake five is poor communication. Now, if you're a solopreneur and you do your own bookkeeping, this one doesn't really apply to you. But if you have someone else doing your bookkeeping, whether it's in-house or outsourced, communication is critical. I am kind of in an airplane mood today, so I'm going to go back to the airplane example. Now, I used to work on airplanes. My husband currently works on airplanes. And aerospace is one of the primary industries where I live. So naturally, I gravitate to the airplane analogies. So during the design phase of an airplane, a huge challenge is keeping both weight and cost down. Unfortunately, those two things are in direct opposition to each other. The less something weighs, the more likely it's going to be more expensive. So without having an organized, concentrated effort on those two factors, the design engineers would more than likely pick all state-of-the-art parts, which would result in a heavy plane with poor performance that's too expensive. No one would buy that plane. So what I'm trying to say with this example is that had the design evaluation process been disorganized and engineers and accountants not communicated, it would have ended in an undesirable result. In our business, it's important to convey what's going on in the business with your bookkeeper. Opening a new bank account, opening a new loan or credit card, buying or selling a major asset. While they may just seem like events that happen in another day of the life, these are all a really big deal to your bookkeeping and financials. And leaving your bookkeeper in the dark will be reflected on your financial reports. 
On top of that, bookkeepers need to always wear their private investigator hats. While for 90% of transactions, a good bookkeeper is going to know exactly how to code it. But every now and then, something confusing will come across her desk, which can include a receipt without line items, a missing receipt, unclear descriptions of purchases. Your bookkeeper should be asking about these items so they can be handled correctly. Now, there's a handful of things that you can do to make sure you have good communication between the business and the bookkeeper. You and the bookkeeper should always be asking questions and not making assumptions. Assuming that the bookkeeper knows what's going on can lead to problems and vice versa. If a bookkeeper makes assumptions about what the business wants, then mistakes can be made. Always clarify instructions and confusing items. With my clients, when they ask me to do something on their behalf, I always repeat it back. I want to make sure that I understand what they're asking. And on top of that, I want them to understand what I understand. That way, no mistakes are made. And it's always best when working with a bookkeeper to speak candidly about concerns. If you see something that doesn't seem right, it's best just to point it out and and talk about it as soon as you see it. If you truly do have a, a problem in your bookkeeping and something is not right, the sooner you catch it and address it, the better. My next piece of advice for working with a bookkeeper is to always use a mix of communication methods. For for me and my clients, we meet once a month at, on Zoom, so we have kind of that face-to-face talking communication. We talk about the finances and bookkeeping. I ask about things that are coming up in the business and I get that that visual and audio understanding of what's going on. And then throughout the rest of the month, we're using phone calls or emails to, to communicate, especially on some of the bigger things, some more of the action item type things. Having it written out and having a clear step-by-step or what have you is going to make sure that both parties are understanding each other. And last but not least, for good communication, it's always important to be a good human. Listen more than you talk and empathize. Give compliments when compliments are due. Congratulate the person that you're working with when they have a birthday or their kid graduates high school or what have you. Or console when something bad happens in their life. Maybe they're dealing with a sick kid or they're in grief over someone who's passed away. Being a good human, having a good relationship, treating others with kindness and respect is always going to lead to a good work relationship and a better and deeper understanding between the two parties. So those were my five common mistakes Let's go through those one more time. The first one was bad organization. Mistake two is getting behind on the bookkeeping. Step three is math errors. Step four is a lack of accounting knowledge. And step five is poor communication. Now, because I'm feeling extra generous today, I have a bonus mistake for you. And the bonus mistake is waiting to delegate. Business owners and entrepreneurs will hold on to bookkeeping tasks way longer than they should. It should be one of the very first things that is outsourced in a business. If you're thinking it's about time to seek out help, then you probably already should have asked for some help. 
Now, what happens when it is held on to for too long is that every single one of the first four mistakes in today's episode happens. Disorganization, procrastination, math errors, and a lack of knowledge. You got into business because you're an expert at something. You wanted to provide value in something specific, and it probably wasn't bookkeeping unless you're me. So go be an expert in your field and not accounting. By outsourcing the bookkeeping, you're going to save a tremendous amount of time. A skilled bookkeeper is going to be able to do it in about half the time that you are. And then you'll be able to use that time on your business to be working on something else. Maybe you can strengthen customer relationships or maybe you could be making more sales. Maybe you can be updating your website again, whatever it is that needs to be done. A good bookkeeper is also going to come in and help improve your process. They're going to shore up holes where they where there's problems. And they're also going to give you great advice. They have a mind for the numbers and they know about accounting and they are familiar with tax obligations. They're going to give you all your best advice that you would have to spend hours researching on Google or YouTube or what have you. So that was my bonus mistake waiting to delegate the bookkeeping. So Now I want you to self-reflect and evaluate your bookkeeping accounting process to find any weaknesses regarding the mistakes discussed in this episode and do this exercise at least once or twice a year. If you don't spend time improving your bookkeeping process every now and again, your financials could be unreliable or you could fall out of compliance. However, when a bookkeeping evaluation is done correctly and regularly, it will result in a reliable process within your business, which means your financials will be precise, verifiable, and consistent. So you can count on making great financial decisions and be confident in meeting your compliance obligations. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you shouldn't be in the dark anymore about what could lead to future compounding financial problems, and you should feel good about knowing what to look for in your business. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm going to go over how to accept credit cards from your customers, how it actually all works, and getting it set up. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And I'd be ever so grateful if you'd rate the show or leave a review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help potential listeners just like you find the Cash Clarity Podcast. Until next time.